before the hour so that's fun uh, but welcome startup business Q&A episode 234 thanks for joining those who are and uh, yeah that was interesting <laughs> having uh, it was literally 12:58, and uh, the internet internet went now nah, let's not do that let's not work right now but uh, I've had I've had enough things happen over the years know that pretty much everything can be fixed so it's all good really and uh, yeah, I'm glad that's been sorted, no problem. I had to go and refresh everything. But you know, when you've done it enough times, uh, this kind of thing isn't too too difficult, really. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for jumping in. Those who are on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn as well. And Startup Business Q&A, episode 234. The episode this week is in sales AMAs. You can ask me any question you like on sales. Uh, those who join in for the first time, thank you very much for doing so. Shout out to Restream, the superstars who sponsor and partner with me on this live stream as well. Uh, they are uh, the platform through which I stream on Facebook and LinkedIn. Got um, a couple of things I'm going to be doing today. One is a giveaway uh, of Alan Langer's new book, amazing book, relevant to the session, uh, which is called um, uh, The Seven Secrets to Selling More by Selling Less. Uh, it went through the Entrepreneur Business Group on Facebook. So uh, it's too late to join now and and, um, and get into the giveaway, but you can still join and be part of other ones that happen very regularly. Um, if you have a question on sales or anything you want to find out about sales, then do ask. In the meantime, to give you a bit of uh, background, uh, my first job back in 2002 uh, was selling uh, cold calling and selling internet marketing, actually. Uh, so 18 years ago, or 19 years ago, uh, it will be later on this year. And... Um, uh, yeah, I, I'd like to think I've come along and obviously that was cold calling and I've done many other variants of selling face-to-face uh, -face and so on as well. And it's just been a really wonderful world to be part of. So um, I really enjoy this, this focus on this space and a lot. there's a lot of aversion to selling. And the truth is that selling um, is, when done right, can be a really wonderful thing because you end up with um, people wanting to buy from you. So that's really what we're keen on, is making sure people feel good about what we do. Otherwise, uh, it's a pretty horrible job to be in when you are rejected and not so interesting uh, uh, to engage uh, on, you know, as far as your audience is concerned. So I really am uh, thrilled to be covering this, and this is not the first time. In fact, that was a while back, because we've been doing this four and a half years, this show, every week. And there's probably about, there's probably three years ago, not a bit longer actually, a Thursday live show uh, called The Sales. So instead of start the business Q&A, it was sales Q&A. And I did a Thursday uh, session purely on sales. But in the end, I was like, let's just get it all together. It makes more sense. So it all, all was one show. Um, but yeah, so let me know where you're watching from. Pop into the comments below where you're watching from, what city or town. And um, if you're part of hashtag team live or part of hashtag team replay, uh, and uh, we will crack on. Just before I do, I'm going to shout out to the uh, superstars at uh, Restream again. So make sure if you want $10 free credit on me, this is to record video. This is to do live streaming. I have a podcast. 
We download the audio straight from source from from Restream as well. My team uses it for that. Uh, my team uses it to download the uh, um, MP4 files for the video from this stream to repurpose into the video you see later this week. Um, it's marvelous for that kind of thing. Uh, then you get free uh, 10 credit. You don't even need to, you know, like put in a code or anything. If you click on, if you go to restream.io slash join slash Richard Moore, you get that automatically added to the page. And uh, when you go to uh, use it, sign up, tell them free. So you can use all of their functionality. It's pretty cool. Um, but to the way I wanted to start this today, actually, so do jump in in the comments. I'll get to you as much as I can uh, and share what you feel. Um, you know, what, what questions you'd like to ask on selling or sales on any form of selling you like, and I, I'll do my best to answer them. But I'm going to start with three tips. I thought it'd be a really good way to do this. I, I've been kind of doing this a bit in recent weeks as well. Uh, three tips really are worth being a bear in mind when it comes to selling. So if you want to get selling right, even if you've got a bit of experience or no experience, just remember these three cardinal rules. Number one is, and this is, a, this is becoming quite a phrase <laughs> associated with me, earn the right to pitch and what that suggests is something has to happen before you pitch and and in that is a really important point you don't give pitch straight out of the blocks because it's not human so um what i mean by that is, is if you're completely new to it the, all you've got to know really is this is a people sport and you've got to ask yourself what would you respond to so if you would not positively respond as you wouldn't to someone literally out of thin air just pitching you um, then don't do it because it doesn't work, right? So earning the right, the, the right to pitch means you do certain things that make your pitch welcome. Now, you might think that's insanely difficult and unlikely. Truth is, people are happy to be pitched if you approach them in the right way or warm them the right way first. Earning the right to, to pitch simply means that you are making sure that person feel com feels comfortable and to a degree trusts you uh, in, as someone who is an expert in their space. If they look up to you as someone who might be able to help them in whatever field you operate in, then it's very likely that they'll be open to a pitch as well. So there's much more I can give about that, but earn the right to pitch is kind of number one rule here. A couple of other things as well. Uh, number two of these tips is um, check they, this is a bit more advanced if you like, but for the closing part, check that they want it before you give them the price. The reason why is because if you, if you can separate their perception of value from their perception of value with the cost attached or the price attached, you'll get a really pure sense of how much they want this thing. You notice how you, you typically decide first if you want something, then you look at the price after. And, and it can sometimes annoy you to like, oh, it's annoying, oh, it's just too much money. Coveting you want is really powerful in terms of persuasion. So it's always good to get someone to say, yeah, I mean, in principle, this is want. And then you tell them the price after that. So you almost have to earn the right, not you earn the right to pitch initially, but then they have to earn the right to hear your price. The reason why we're doing this as well is because if they have a problem with the value offering that we're giving here, this proposition, and the price attached to it altogether, if, you, if they have a problem with, with what you're offering, you don't know if the problem is price or because of price or if it's something else. So what I'm saying here is you should separate because you can check first. If at the end of something of a pitch, they're like, I don't know, it seems okay, I suppose, then I don't want to give them a price because now they're going to see it as expensive. They're like, yeah, now I really don't want to spend money on it because it just doesn't feel right. If conversely, they're like, wow, yeah, this, this feels really good. I, I totally think this is right. 
and now I give them the price, what I'm going to get now in their response is a true reflection of how they see that price aligned with an emotionally positive view of your proposition. So now they're going to be like, ah, oh, okay. Mm. And what this is, is with best intentions and desire to buy, they still can't afford it. And they're being real about it. Or they're like, yeah, no problem. That sounds good. Because they've convinced themselves they want to do it first. There are some exceptions to this rule, but typically it's a huge mistake to go, look, before I pitch you, it's a thousand pounds. Do you want to do it? I mean, no one's going to respond positively because they don't know what they're getting. Take them through the motions, warm them up, get them to feel excited about the proposition. If they are, and you close them on that, then they've earned the right to hear the price. Just trust me with it. It really works best because you really get a sense of if that person is interested in your product. And if they're, you know, it allows you to get that view without them having, making a decision or making any noises at you um, through the lens of, you know, the price being added as well. Okay. So it's just really important consideration. So number one, earn the right to pitch. Number two, um, separate value from price. And then the third one is remembering. <laughs> Easier said than done this one, but I've given you, a, I'll give you a hack is that desperation worries buyers. It really worries buyers. Okay. Desperation can come across uh, in a number of forms. Some, sometimes you just sound desperate. Um, sometimes you don't realize it, but you seem to be. And a really good example of subtly appearing like you are like a little side without you personally realizing is um, that you're focusing a lot on the deal opposed to the moments, steps, days, months, weeks, whatever after the deal. Buyers are interested in what they get after the deal is done, the relationship or the purchase and so on. No iPhone buyers really focused on the deal. They're focused on having the iPhone after things that one things will happen afterwards. So if you're focusing too much on just closing the deal and forgetting to remind them as to why you're doing this in the first place and all the great things that are going to be coming in the coming days, whether from working with you, um, you run the risk of them you're projecting too much that you're interested in the thing you know, the sales itself, which is interesting to you, sure, but not to them. They're interested in the steps in the relationship afterwards. So a good way to do this is to make sure you have lots in your pipeline. So the more things you have going on and out there, the more opportunities you have, the, the less desperate you tend to come across. Um, even better, and this is really easier said than done, but even better is the more deals you have, the, you know, the, the better it is. And you get this thing called deal confidence. So if people are saying yes all the time, it doesn't matter if someone says no every so often, right? So you, you know you're okay with it. And and it's the same here. If you've got nothing, at least put things in the pipeline. The mistake people make, such an example. I mean, because I've done like thousands of sales over the you know the years and set and trained salespeople and so on. One of the things that really stands out is when someone has a great opportunity. They sit on it and they think it's going to happen and they're all crestfallen when it doesn't and it, and it takes them ages to pick things up. Every day, put new things in the hopper, have new shots at goal, new propositions going out because you always have something new to work on. And um, it means that if, if this deal in front of you comes in, great, but you need something new and you've got new things coming through. Or if it's not a deal, no problem because we've got new things coming through, you see. So always have pipeline that allows you to kind of not be so desperate. So there are really a few, three, three, three through, sorry, let me speak again, try again. Three of, of these crucial tips that really make a difference. So earn the right to pitch, separate the value and the price is really important to get them closed on how they feel about your product or service first. 
And then thirdly, just making sure that you're not coming across as desperate. And the best hack on that is have things in your pipeline. It really is crucial. If you are just starting out, literally, if you've never sold before, it's your first time, then don't worry about not getting deals because your first objective should be just try pitching and like just try and interacting and make sure the objectives are aligned to your level of experience and, and kind of time on the pitch, if you like. A bonus though, which should be a given and should be should supersede everything and is crazy because I've I spent so many of the uh, the two the years in the 2000s in that decade really really being around sales people. So I was a sales manager from 2004 uh, and beyond back to 2013 when I, I was sales director and left my job uh, to start my own company. And one thing that always stood out was doesn't matter how hard you work. If you pitch the wrong person, so not the ultimate decision maker, the final person who can actually has the authority to sign off, you're just not going to win. You just don't. It doesn't work. And you can get an occasional deal. And those people who are constantly pitching the people lower down the food chain, they always end up winning, sorry, losing. They just don't get the responses that they want. They get, they get people feeling like it's great, a great idea. They're all yeses. But ultimately, when it comes to deal, it, you know, you've got this person lower down the food chain going up the food chain to try and pitch in. They're not going to do as good a job as you. I remember so well, someone once put it perfectly when they said, it's like if you're going door to door selling, um, you know, Sky TV or something like that or, or whatever, and you go and pitch the eight-year-old child, you know, the sports package or whatever, and they're laughing like, oh my goodness, I've totally got to get this. This sounds brilliant. It doesn't even sound that much money. I'm sure it'll be fine. And you're like, I've got a deal there. I've got all this positivity. Then they go and ask their mum, who actually signs off on spending that money each month. And it's like, no, we're not getting it because they haven't been taken through the journey. So if you don't pitch the very, very top ultimate decision maker, you tend to have a very hard time in selling. And, and those people who refuse to go lower first and and if they can't go to the very top they just move on to the next one they tend to do really well because it keeps it simple that person can say yes and you always get your sign off so you know it just makes sense to pitch the person who decides um and not kid yourself uh, trust me if you haven't done this for many years trust me it's the most important part it's by a light year the number one rule in, in selling uh, that's a general start to things uh let's get into these um uh comments first from you lot so if you're joining in right now instagram facebook and linkedin do pop into the comments where you're watching from and if you're part of hashtag team or hashtag team replay if you're watching later shout out to all of you watching or listening even on the podcast today and uh let's uh see who's watching so uh juan garcia uh thanks for the stream uh patricia patricia freudenberg as always Team Life from New York, could see you here as well. Uh, Yanis Georgiakopis is watching uh, from Athy says, uh, Patricia Freud asked, have you got any recommendations on selling a new concept? It's exciting if you feel that you've got a new, and you've got to ask yourself, why, why is this not being done before? And what is it that makes it unique? What is it that's completely new, that's literally no one has ever sold this before? Um, ask yourself, is it really completely new or is it um, uh, an evolution or something that already exists? Um, it depends on what it is. I really need a bit more uh, context. So why don't you give me a bit more work with Patricia 
and I will see what I can do to help you with this. But if it's a brand new concept, you've got a really exciting angle here because it's something new. And one thing that grabs people in the initial pitch, and I learned this 15, 16 years ago, one thing that really grabs people is tension and novelty. And novelty can come in the form of there's something new. And often the new thing might be the way you come across in how you do things, but the tension is crucial. And that can be helped to use to drive urgency or to get people feeling um, like there's something at stake here or something that could be lost and a bit of FOMO, for instance. Clubhouse is doing it right now, the new social app, and you've got an example, it's weird, people might, might, you might think, well, I'm not, there's no sell in Clubhouse, it's free. There is a sell, there's a transaction, you're becoming a user of Clubhouse, and ultimately, you'll be monetized. Either they sell it, or they put ads in and so on, but ultimately, you're gonna be monetized, and getting you on the platform matters. So the novelty is there, but one of the reasons why it's so exciting is not just the novelty, but also this tension of like, but I can't get on it, I need to have a ridiculous thing is that I need to have an iPhone. I can't do it. If I, I can't use it if I'm on Android. Um, I have to have an invite as well. I can't just join. You know, so all of these interesting things give it tension and that drives up the FOMO. And there's this urgency because people are like, hey, I'm in. I'm such a big deal. Look at me go. You know, and we're all, you know, all the people on it are like flexing about how amazing and new it is. And of course, those who aren't on it are getting stressed out and upset. Um, so you've got this wonderful this kind of balance of novelty and tension. And obviously that's quite an extreme example, but within your sale, you've got to ask yourself, or your, your pitch of a concept, it's like, like, it's new, sure, but what's at stake here? Because otherwise you run, especially if you drive some kind of level of urgency about action, is otherwise you end up, and this is a big thing with corporate, you end, you end up with, um, with corporate sales I've found, you end up with people like, okay, sounds good, that, thanks, and I'll get back to you when I feel like it, which is a very, very, very long time sometimes. So, you know, then you, that's where you get answers like, well, I'll wait till my budget cycle's done or something like that, or we'll put it in the plan. You know, you need people to be acting now, so you need to create some kind of reason or, or use some kind of reason, ideally some kind of natural urgency that drives an interest in it. And the truth is that you shouldn't need to be leveraging fake stuff like, you know, well, if you do it today, you'll get a 10% discount or anything. You need to have some protection based on, you know, them missing out, this fear of loss because other people are doing great things, okay? Um, great to see people jumping in on Instagram. Wow, there's loads of you who've come in so far. So, uh, hard joke, one at seven, uh, one, four at seven, eight. Fatty Papicha, 44, good to see here. Uh, Libas, Libasified, okay. Uh, Savvy.hd, good to see you here as well. The Rep Stores, too. Thank you for joining. Uh, the ins Inside Job Productions. Gosh, I'm trying to work through the, the head. Uh, Danius J, uh, Tezin J, Hope. Uh, Coles Bajols, good, good name. I love it. Uh, Fatty Patach, uh, Fatty Pat, uh, Papichi, Papicha, sorry, 44, says hi. Say hello to you. Um, uh, Live from Karachi uh, is La Libasified, Miraf Levine, great to see you here. I hope you're well. Uh, Ad Adadoris, gosh, you're all out stumbling on uh, names here. Uh, and awesome to see you here, Dina, as well. I uh, hope you're well on Instagram. Who else have we got uh, over here? Um, so we've got Alex Hartan, the man watching from Romania. Juan Garcia is watching from uh, Austin, Texas. Y'all, just for authenticity. Okay, I believe you, Juan. You must be in Texas. Yeah, y'all. Uh, we've got also uh, Gunnar Jasik watching live in Singapore. 
My man, William Darnell Simmons, is watching for, on Facebook from uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Good to see him, my man. Uh, Jennifer Henderson, Team Live from Brooklyn, New York. Man, I miss it. I watched the film last night. And uh, and there, there was Brooklyn was in they're in Brooklyn. You could see Manhattan in the background. And I may and you may have seen I shared this on uh, Instagram. It was almost a year, was it was a year ago and what's the date today? The uh, it's the 18th year and six days, two two years and six days ago that we had the first international entrepreneur business live event. So uh, EBL New York City. Ah, the memories are so good. And I, I looked through because I was we were I onboarded a new team member over the weekend. We were like we're looking through a lot of the the, the old photos, uh, and that that album came up. And I was like, wow, it's like a real who's who of LinkedIn who had shown up for that. I was really impressed. So we'll be back, uh, Jennifer. It'll be awesome to meet you when we are. Uh, that'd be really good. Uh, Patricia Freudenberg has added Restream is a great resource. Thanks for sharing and adding a discount bonus. You're very welcome. Those of you watching right now, uh, if if you are not uh, using Restream for recording video or for live streaming, uh, then you can have $10 free credit when you sign up, even with a free account. If you go to restream.io slash join slash Richard Moore, restream.io slash Richard Moore. Bunch of you already do. I really appreciate it. And look out for this probably in the next couple of weeks, probably next week, actually. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a talk with Restream, and I'll share that with you guys uh, right here. So uh, that will be awesome to do. And whilst I'm on notices, before we get to giveaway, uh, we have Entrepreneur Business Group on Facebook. So many of you have been joining lately. It's so cool, um, mostly because in the last week I did the uh, LinkedIn Influencer Summit. Thank you to Esty and Joe for, for hosting that. It was great fun. Uh, with pals like Judy Fox and Frank Menkert and a bunch of really cool people uh, all sharing their wisdom. So thank you for having me. I really appreciated it. Um, I think I think you know thousands registered. I remember, I think well, on my talk, there was like over 500 watching at the time. So it was really awesome to do. And um, I shared some stuff in there. But included, including it was um, the Entrepreneur Business Group Facebook. So we've been running it for like five years for 1,000 people in there. If you go to facebook.com, slash groups slash groups slash entrepreneur business group so facebook.com slash group slash entrepreneur business group amazing bunch in there and just make sure you put that you watch the live stream if you don't answer the three access questions the questions are there so i can see that you're legit and interested in being in the group if you don't answer them you're automatically not accepted. So I don't know why people don't answer the questions. If you're going to be lazy in the three simple questions, you're going to be lazy in the group. That's our philosophy. So if you're going to be, if you're going to be bothered to answer questions, you're in, uh, as long as they're not like, I want to spam everyone, you know? So uh, jump in, Entrepreneur Business Group on Facebook, and every month we do giveaways, often cash or courses, sometimes books. This month we've got a book. I've got a picture of it, actually. Alan Langer, uh, who's a superstar in selling, uh, this is but let me get rid of that caption as well. Uh, Alan Langer uh, has released his brand new book called The Seven Secrets to Selling More by Selling Less. You can't see it if you're on Instagram. It's over on Facebook and, and uh, LinkedIn, though. So he just released this book. He and I really got on well recently because we were all about the... Um, all about the, uh, the the sales uh, when I was on his podcast. He interviewed me a few weeks ago for his podcast called... 
marketing and sales over cocktails it's kind of cool name and uh so that's on youtube and so on i will try and pop a link in underneath but i just love the guy we got on really well with you know talk about anecdotes and war stories about selling and we just i that's one of my probably one of my favorite interviews not just because it was on selling and i, I kind of enjoy that kind of sales matter he, he just asked great questions and we really riffed. So um, uh, do listen to that if you get a chance. Alan Langer, double L, A-double-L-A-N, that is, A-double-L-E-N, Langer. So in the group, on the, in the Entrepreneur Business Group, um, to, to win his book, uh, I asked the question, what is the most important thing to avoid in sales? What's the most important thing to avoid in sales? Uh, I'd love to hear what you think the uh, the best answer is. You say graphics now. Got to get these things. Put down brand. <laughs> so, what do you think the most important thing is to avoid in sales? Why don't you let me know in the chat what you think it is? What's the most important thing to avoid in sales? Um, and I will see what we've got here. Um, just on your point here, Patricia Freudenberg. Any chance the summit recorded for replay last week? Yes, it was. If you contact Joe Applebaum or SD, SD Rand, R-A-N-D, um, you, can, you can purchase uh, a recording. Um, needless to say, you paid for it because they were trying to drive people to attend. Um, so that, I don't know, I think there was an offer at the time, I don't know if it still is. Um, so, so the question, what's the most important thing to avoid in sales? There were a load of really great answers. Some kind of obvious, some pretty good, um, some really enlightened, really like that. So um, I picked out four and a winner, uh, four including a winner rather. So um, here's a few of them. Antonio Bibovsky, great answer. Stop talking too much about yourself and your product and services and focus on listening to your clients. It doesn't get simpler than that. There's a time and a place for talking about yourself. And as I said earlier, you have to earn the right to pitch. You've got to be a bit more interested in them first. Otherwise, it's like, why should I listen to you? What's the point, you know? Um, the second one I wanted to bring up was Foran Brown, superstar Foran. We love this woman. She's amazing. Um, and she's put to remember to not sell in the first place, <laughs> which is which is right in the first place. And when you're selling, it shouldn't feel too pressured at the very least, or in fact at all. Um, Issy LR has, has added... Not knowing what one is selling is a terrible idea. You're quite right, you should totally avoid it. And I actually remember this well when I first sold. The very first thing I was doing, I was like, I do not know what this is. I remember the first day of the job, because I had to get a job. I took literally the first thing I had, the uh, first interview I took. And it was like, <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm actually selling here. And it was really difficult because we had, you know, we're thrown in the deep end. This is like, this is a proper boiler room. It was like people were leaving by lunchtime on the first day. And I'm like, they're like, read the script, man. Read the script. You should be able to work this out. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I just did. And uh, yeah, not, and that wasn't fun. It was probably quite obvious that uh, I didn't know what I was selling at the start. Uh, Patricia Freudenberg has added, uh, avoid saying the word no or can't. Great, great work. Absolutely. You want to avoid kind of language or phraseology that suggests you're restricted no i can't do that we don't do that kind of thing you need to be a bit more accommodating i see why you feel that might be useful here's another way of looking at it which suggests you're not going to do it so it's really important to make sure you're clear on that um proving people wrong as well you know what that ends up doing is is winning the battle maybe by losing the war people don't like to be proven wrong um they like to they're fine with being 
often being shown a different way of looking at things, but don't, typically don't want to be proven wrong. A uh, really good point here. Any others? Let us know, probably in the comments, what should you avoid um, when you're selling? Um, so for Aaron Brown, great one there. Jennifer Henderson, in fact, wrote in the group, uh, avoid selling your product or service based on price. Sell based on value. I absolutely get at least eight to ten, because I check my junk mail. I check my junk mail because there's often stuff in there that's kind of useful, but there's junk in there as well, right? Every day, I reckon it's at least 10 times that I get messages about build site or SEO, neither of which I'm interested in right now. For those of you who are watching, you're not because it's a bot using a list, I know, but website or SEO. And I can't tell you the last time there was one that didn't lead with being cost effective and being the cheapest cheapest seo or the the you know the lowest cost website i don't when i build a website for me the website that i will use for me the last thing i want is to be spending as little as possible i want to be spending lots of money to have the very best i possibly can it's like <laughs> it's like the next car i get is definitely going to be a Tesla or something cool, an electric car. I don't want the cheapest car. I want a really nice one because I spend a lot of time in it. I don't always want the cheapest. The only time I want the cheapest is when it's something I don't care about. That's what you need to understand. Cheap is associated with low quality. The reason why most people buy cheap socks is because they don't care about socks. Okay, so when you buy cheap, rubbishy socks, it doesn't matter to you because they're just socks. And so it's just really crucial when you when it comes to, you know, meat, like a piece of chicken at the supermarket. I buy the very best the supermarket can possibly sell me because I'm not interested in putting crap inside me. So I really that makes no sense to buy the cheapest meat because it's associated with bad quality. If I'm going to give, if I'm going to get someone to do the SEO for my website, I don't want the cheapest SEO. I want the best SEO. Um, and it's the same for most things. And, and it's fascinating that I, it's, it's an instant, definite no and block when I get that spam email through. It's such a good point you've made here uh, in that comment there, Jennifer, because it, it's like, You've got to understand like what, what, what am I really after? So if it, so value typically is far superior than the price point um, for almost anything people are buying. And, and if you feel you've done your search right and you've got leads in front of you or people that you feel are going to really value the service you do, then the price point shouldn't be the main consideration because it suggests that there's nothing to the product. The reason why Ferrari doesn't compete on price point is because it's competing on quality instead and it's so important to understand that price point is like it things being cheap is a turn off for many product to think and, and product areas just be aware that it doesn't it's not necessarily a good thing it's almost usually not a good thing to be going in with we're the cheapest as your main driver. There are of course exceptions, especially if those of you who are working with premium uh, products, it's the last thing you should be focusing on. 
Really interested in your opinions if you want to share anyone else. Um, but the winner of what's the most important thing to avoid entails was a bit of a lengthy one, but I have to say I loved it. It just nailed it for me. Colin Joseph, great answer. He said, showing up and throwing up. Sales professionals must avoid the desire to present every minute, sorry, every minute detail of your product when talking with the customer. This ultimately hurts the sale. Better to ask questions, learn about their needs, and help customers make a buying decision that's best for the customer's interests, not the sellers. It's so crucial. If you are overdoing the, and what you often get, you often get this with the like the entrepreneurs and the solopreneurs who have launched their own service or product because it's their baby. They can't stop telling you about every little fine detail on it. And what they're doing is like it's like do you know what you're you're great as a product manager, but you need someone who can just explain it without going into every small detail because all the bits that you think are cool, actually what you mean is I spent ages on this, but I'm really proud of what I've turned out. For those that are buying, they're like I don't I don't, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> people are care. People care the most about the kind of the end result, the solution, or the outcomes with what they're buying. The buyer really wants to know what's that journey journey going to be like when I buy it. How do I win? You know, do I make money? Do I save time? Do I do I get time back? Do I look good? That's all I'm really after. So just think about those things rather than how it works. People are interested in how they look good or, or how they win in general. That's far more compelling and much more. Um, straightforward for a buyer to, to kind of to, to buy into. Really interesting stuff. Alan Mango and I, it's just, we got on really well. Uh, check out the interview. His book's full of like really good anecdotes. You know the guy's been on the pitch a lot. Uh, like I say, we agree a lot. And I'm giving away, it's happening a bit more here. Well, Palpina Trip recently, for instance, as well, with her book um, uh, on, on, uh, on recording video and a couple of others as well. But like, I really... Like if I really like a book, if it really resonates with me, then I'm I'm excited to give this kind of thing away. Um, I love the he gets this idea of earned right first. He, he really he's it's not an old school thing. It's it's just I think it's a really a grown up mature approach, and it's much more and you know focused on empathy for for the people who are going to end up buying from you. Um, I just think that there's a lot of fantastic lessons from the front line. So um, well done to Colin. Let's give him congratulations. Awesome stuff. And um, if you, you know, if you didn't win, then no problem. You can still buy uh, Seven Lessons um, uh, from him. Uh, it's a really great book. Seven, sorry, Seven Secrets uh, to Selling More by Selling Less. Great stuff. Um, absolutely, says Issy. Uh, Richard, value, quality, and price is all a matter of perception. Quite right. And in fact, the term expensive is subjective as well. It's really important to remember this. If someone says that's expensive, what they mean is based on the quality and value I have perceived, uh, or I perceive to be getting from this service or product, I don't feel that the cost or the amount of money I would have to spend um, is congruent with that. So expensive is my personal view is it is too much money. That doesn't mean it will always be expensive to that same person. It may mean that in time with them seeing things differently, they no longer see it as expensive. Some people will look at, I meant to use an example of a Ferrari. Some people look at a Ferrari and go, 200,000 pounds for a car, absolutely worth every penny. And others just think it's the most absurd thing in the world. And same for many things. It's based on what your tastes are, your perception of what good, in inverted commas, is as well. Um, really important. Jennifer has, and, sorry, Patricia's added, truth be told, Richard, 
good point for startups. I really think that is uh, uh, important. You don't wax on about what you do too, more, too much. It really does matter. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for joining in today. I'm going to keep it. Uh, I'm going to finish up there actually because there's uh, quite a bit on this week. Like I said, if you if you want to join in with more of these kind of um, uh, giveaways and so on, and just jump in with the group too, you can do so on the Entrepreneur Business Group on Facebook. So Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/Richard. Uh, so slash Entrepreneur Business Group. Even that's my profile. I was going to say, uh, and you can jump in to restream for recording or for uh, live streaming, I urge you all to give it a shot if you haven't. If fear is the reason why you're not doing it, it's a pretty rubbish excuse. Uh, give it a try. And um, if you go to restream.io slash join slash Richard Moore, because of me, on, on me basically, you get $10 free credits. You can jump in and, and try it out. So I urge you to give that a shot. Thank you so much for jumping in. I really enjoyed it. It was a brief one this week, but I wanted to share those really important tips and some really good questions as well. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching. Cheers, everyone, uh, for listening on the podcast too, and have an amazing week. Take care.